okay? So what we're gonna talk about today and go over in this call is we are going to see what exercises and what activities you, you are more genetically built for, okay? Um, we're gonna teach you how to properly build a program based on that information, and you're also gonna see uh, and understand why we program you the way that we do in our workouts, okay? So you're gonna learn lots of cool stuff. Um, now, let me just finish posting this to Facebook. Now, would anybody say that they have bad genetics or has anybody used the I have bad genetics excuse before? Comment, let me know. Has anybody used it before? Let's see. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, guilty, yeah. On and off, yep. Ashley said she's used big bone before. <laughs> I love hearing that one. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do, guys. So to kind of break this down, okay, we're first gonna look at the main different muscle fibers that we have, okay? For layman's sake, we'll just say there's two main muscle fiber types. Very simple, um, it's called a slow twitch muscle fiber and a fat, fast twitch muscle fiber for slow twitch and fast twitch. Okay, those are the main two muscle fibers that all of our muscles contain, okay? Um, we all contain different ratios of those, and that's where our genetics come into play. Some people will be more geared towards fast twitch, some people will have more slow twitch, some people will have a balance of both. Um, but the good thing is, yes, we're genetically predisposed, uh, predisposed to a certain ratio, but we can always improve. If you want more fast twitch, you can work out in a certain way to build the fast twitch, okay? Now, now I wanna see um, which one you guys would think you have more of, okay? So when I say slow twitch, these are the type of muscle fibers that are um, built for endurance. So you, if you have more slow twitch fibers, you can last longer, you don't fatigue as easy, you would be more of a long distance runner as opposed to a sprinter. Okay, so that's your slow twitch and your fast twitch is the opposite. Okay, so they are powerful fibers. They're explosive. You got lots of power over a short amount of time. Okay, so that would be a sprinter. Okay, so let me know what you guys think you are. Do you think you have more slow twitch or more, more fast twitch? So would you be better at a 100 meter sprint or would you be better running a 10K? What would your body feel more comfortable doing? And it's interesting to see the difference. Some people are really good with endurance. Some people have zero endurance naturally. There you go. Yeah, yeah, back and forth. Okay, got it. So some people are slow, some people are fast. Me, personally, guys, I have more slow. Okay, I have more slow. Um, Coach Maya, she has a lot of fast twitch fibers, okay, because she did, um, she used to do cheerleading, so there was a lot of tumbling, a lot of gymnastics, so that's explosive and fast movements, and that developed her fast twitch fibers. Does that make sense? Where me, in high school, I ran cross country, and all that is endurance, right? It's just long distance. So I developed my slow twitch fibers, and I became, I'm more naturally inclined to the endurance side of things. So basically, it's a combination of your genetics and a combination of how you've kind of exercised up until this point, that's gonna determine which one takes over, okay? Colleen says, when dancing, I can go for hours, but for running workouts, definitely more of a sprinter. Yeah, so Colleen brings up a good point. So some exercises, you're going to be more fast twitch. Some exercises, you're going to be more slow twitch, okay? Um, so an example would be, maybe you are a really good long distance runner, but not a good sprinter. Okay, but maybe you're a good baseball player um, as opposed to um, like a longer playing game, okay? So that's the key noticing factor there. Now, I'm gonna list off some activities and I want you guys to tell me what you think each one is. Is it fast twitch fibers or is it slow twitch fibers the majority of the time, okay? So 100 meter sprint, what is that? What do you think, slow twitch, fast twitch? This one's an easy one. More when you up. Yeah, so it's fast twitch. Yes, it's quick, it's fast. It's literally, I think the fastest 100 meter time in the world, I think is, I wanna say nine something, nine seconds. So it's very quick burst of energy, fast switch fibers, okay? Now, um, let's say hiking. If you were to go for a hike, what muscle fiber are you using? Slow, exactly, that was an easy one. Now, if you were to play a soccer game, 
What do you think that is? Fast, slow? What do you think a soccer game is if you're on a professional soccer team? Ooh, you guys are thinking now. So majority fast twitch because a soccer shift isn't too long. So the, way, the, the, the amount of time you play on your shift is very short. So it's kind of all out quick burst of energies, get the ball, pass it, and stop. So that's how you want to think of that. Some positions are slow twitch. So you guys are getting the ball rolling. I like it. What do you think a baseball swing uses? So when you hit it with a bat, you hit the ball with a bat, what is that, slow or fast? This is important because these are all exercises and all things we do in real life. Yes, so it's fast because in order to get that ball far, you have to have power. And our fast twitch is where we develop our power, okay? And then lastly, a marathon. What do you think a marathon runner does? Fast or slow? Exactly. Slow twitch, love it. So now that we have a basic understanding of that, I want you guys to now think, why do you care? Why is it important to know which muscle fibers you have more of? Okay, why do you think I would be telling you that today? Take a second. Let's go to Melissa. Melissa. Can you get it? Sorry, bad with technology. <laughs> no worries. So why do you think it's important to know this? Uh, for different exercises you're using, I guess, um, like if you're going to do squat jumps, I guess it was more of a fast one, so you can jump up higher. Yeah, so there's the education behind it as well, for sure. Uh, let's see. We'll do, who would I talk to? Melody. Melody, why do you think it's important that I'm telling you this? Why the hell would I, why do you care? Honestly, I just tuned in like one minute ago, so I'm <laughs> kind of a little bit lost. <laughs> I just no worries, no worries, that's okay. So, I will answer my own question. So the reason I'm telling you this, okay, is for a couple reasons, okay? Um, number one is you do need to know, Melissa was right, you do need to know why you're doing things, right? You shouldn't just be blindly doing things. You need to know why you're doing them because then you have intent, and when you work with intent, you're gonna see more results, okay? So I don't want you to just blindly follow everything. I want you to actually know what you're doing. Second thing, okay, now that you know which muscle fibers, which, and you know which one you have more of, and you know which exercises co uh, correlate with each one, now you know which exercises, before you even go into them, which you're probably more inclined to be good at, and which ones you're going to be not as good at, okay? So now you know where your strengths lie and where some of your weaknesses are, okay? And the good thing about this is um, we always, when we don't like something, guys, it's usually because it's a weakness. And what does it mean when it's a weakness? It means you have to do it more, right? Usually when we don't like something, that means you have to do it more. So knowing which muscle fibers you have more of, if you're more slow twitch, that means you should be trying to make yourself do more fast twitch exercises, more explosive exercises, because that's where you're lacking, okay? Same as the opposite. If you're more fast twitch, you should incorporate some more slow twitch. So you can balance it out. Okay, and this is also really good to know um, because when you um, maybe don't feel like working out or you want to do an extra workout or be more active during the week, you know that you can play to your strengths and choose an, choose an activity or an exercise that you're already going to be decent at and it won't be uh, extremely challenging for those days where you lack motivation. So this is another tool you can have in your toolbox to help you stay motivated. So I know we've all been there, I've been there before where I'm just like, you know, sitting on the couch uh, and it's like, I'm, I'm, if it's like 4.30, it's like, I'm going to start working out at 5. And then 5 hits, and I'm like, I'm going to work out at 5.30. One more show, I'm going to work out at 6. And we keep pushing off our workouts, right? And then when this becomes a habit, you usually don't end up getting around to your workout, right? So now knowing these two fiber types, okay, you can say, okay, I know I have to work out, okay? I know I'm not feeling like it. If I'm more, if I'm more slow twitch, I will pick a slow twitch activity like a walk or like a long distance run, where it's not strenuous, where it's not challenging me mentally, I'm already decent at it, uh, I just have to get myself moving, okay? And then same on the flip side, when you're having a really good day and you've got lots of energy and you're really motivated, that's when you would go to the, the, the twitch fiber that you're not good at because you have this energy motivation to work on it, okay? So use that as a tool for motivation as well, okay? You'll always hear me say you have to have tools in your toolbox for motivation at all times. 
right? The number on the scale, your pictures, your workout progress, compliments from other people, and now these different um, activities for different fibers. These are another tool I've added to your toolbox, okay? Now, um, now that you kind of know genetically why some things are easier than others, okay, why some exercise is easier than others, now I want to go into the components of fitness, okay? Now, this is the really cool stuff. So whenever we program you guys, whenever you do any exercise, there is a goal and a result from it, right? Doing X exercise produces X result, right? Um, and more than just weight loss, right? So this exercise will produce weight loss, but it does more than that, okay? And now the primary components of fitness that you guys are working are either you're building your power, you're building your strength, you're building your hypertrophy, which means muscle growth, or you're building your muscle endurance. Okay, so whenever you do an exercise, those are the primary things that you are working on. Power, strength, hypertrophy, and endurance. Okay, now the secondary stuff that you're working on, the secondary components of fitness that, um, that happen when you exercise are coordination, balance, flexibility, and agility. Okay, do all those words sound familiar? We'll kind of have an idea of what those words are. So why do we need to know this? So, now that you know which fiber type you are primarily built towards, okay? Now you need to know what or how to train for that muscle fiber, right? You know the activity, okay? But what if I said a squat, right? We don't know what squat does to which muscle fiber. You don't know that yet. So that's why this comes into play, okay? So you have the four primary fitness components, okay? Now, if you wanna build your power, so if you wanna build power, lower body power, upper body power, if you wanna become powerful, okay? That means you're quick. So you can lift a heavy load quickly. That's the definition of power, okay? Now, how do you build that in an exercise setting, okay? Well, usually to build power, you want to stay between one and six reps. One and six reps, okay? So if you're trying to work on your power, okay, you want to stay between one and six reps of an exercise that has a heavy load where you're moving it quickly. Does that make sense? Is that clear? Okay, super important to know this stuff because we wanna know what we're working. Not just what muscle group we're working, but what fiber type are we working and what component of fitness are we trying to improve? Now we're adding more layers, okay? So that's power. Now strength. Strength just means your ability to lift a load, right? How heavy can you lift, okay? Usually if you wanna build strength, it's between uh, six to eight reps. Six to eight reps, okay? Six to eight reps is going to build your strength, okay? So you're gonna be stronger, you're gonna be able to lift heavier um, in whatever exercise you choose that component of fitness, okay? Now, if you want hypertrophy, so if you wanna train for hypertrophy, which means muscle growth, okay? Usually the rep range for that is between eight and 12, okay? So if you, if you wanna target muscle hypertrophy, it's eight to 12. And then muscle endurance is about 12 to 15 or more, okay, that's the rep ranges. Now, based on what I told you, what do you guys think you are lacking the most? Power, so your ability to, to move heavy loads quickly. Strength, the ability to just live heavy loads. Okay, hypertrophy, lack of muscle definition and growth. Or endurance, lack of sustained effort. What do you think you guys lack? What do we think we lack? Power. Comment below, endurance, power, and hypertrophy, endurance, yep. So everybody will be different, and you know why we're different? Because we have a different fiber ratio, right? So me, I need to work on my power. So if we wanna work on our power, like I said, we have to find a, a power exercise and stay in the rep ranges of one to six, okay? And power exercises would be explosive exercises. So jumping, um, something where you are moving quickly, like a fast squat, okay? So that's um, how you kind of determine what, what part you're lacking and you, and you figure that out by knowing which muscle type you are more inclined to, okay? So because I'm more slow twitch, I'm lacking power, I need to focus more on power exercises, being explosive, being fast, okay? Jumping. That's how you build power. Now, if you need a strength exercise, okay, if you need to increase your strength and you feel like you're weak, um, maybe you feel like you have a strong lower body but a strong upper body. So then you would just focus on your strength reps, six to eight, 
in your upper body. Okay, can we see how this kind of slowly we can piece together a customized plan based on where you guys are lacking? So the strength component, okay, this is where you would just increase your load, right? So if you want to increase your load, you would use a heavy weight for six to eight reps, and that's how you build up your strength, okay? Now, hypertrophy, okay, the most important key in hypertrophy, okay, is that eight to 12 rep range, but more important than that is you have to burn out. You have to burn out. If you want maximal muscle growth, which you all do, okay? Trust me when I say you won't get bulky. We don't have enough testosterone in us to actually get bulky. You want a nice def defined athletic physique. Um, so we have to burn that muscle out when we work out. So if your goal is to get as toned as quickly as possible, every set you do should be burning, okay? You should have like the ugliest workout face. You should be dripping with sweat because you're using 100% of your muscle, okay? That's for hypertrophy. And then endurance, okay, endurance is that 12 to 15 or more rep range. Uh, and then if you wanna do that one, you would just do that with any exercise or any activity, any activity long-term, okay? Past your comfort point, okay? Say you like running for 10 minutes, working on your endurance, you have to run for 15 minutes. You have to make yourself um, cardiovascularly uncomfortable to improve your endurance. Does that make sense? Cool. So now you know which genetic fiber type you are, okay? Now you know where you're lacking in your fitness component, okay? Now you can start to see how we have built our programs, okay? So every workout that we produce for you guys combines all of that. It combines power, so you have jumping, it combines strength, it combines um, hypertrophy, endurance, coordination, balance, agility, and flexibility. It creates all of those. Okay, and this is super important because what we're trying to do with these exercises beyond just building a nice hourglass shape for you guys is just preparing you for life. We are preparing you to be physically ready for whatever life throws at you. Okay, I don't know if you guys have seen Zombieland the movie. I think like rule number one is cardio, right? You have to be prepared. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when the next zombie apocalypse is going to happen and you want to make sure that you're going to be able to run fast, right? So we got to prepare for the unknown, and that's what we do in our programs. We balance it all out, okay? We make sure um, we make sure that it is balanced, so you're not imbalanced, and you're not, you know, just if you're if you're more fast twitch, you're not just working your fast twitch and neglecting your slow twitch, and then you become a, an imbalance like this. It's a combination of everything, okay? And that's important for you guys to know. Again, because I want you to get to know your bodies. I want you to understand why some things are harder for you than they are for other people because you're starting from a different point. Uh, and I want you to understand why we do what we do um, so that you can believe in it more, so that you can uh, understand how to work harder in the moment, right? So an example would be if we're trying to work power, so say we have a jumping exercise in, a, in one of the workouts, power, you have to do it quickly. If you wanna build power, you have to do the exercise quickly. It's fast, explosive movements, okay? So going, uh, at a slow pace through it is not going to get the benefits. So now you know that. Now you can better adjust and better adapt your effort levels and little um, muscle tweaks for what specific component we're trying to work on. Is this making sense, guys? Let me see some thumbs up. Is this making sense as to why we program that we program? Cool. This should be opening a lot of eyes, uh, a lot of eyes, a lot of minds for you guys, okay? Um, as to why we program the way that we are, okay? And so this is why this isn't so, so important, okay? Because number one, I don't expect you guys to, to um, memorize all of this and become experts at programming, right? I don't expect that, that's why we're here. But I want you to understand um, how cool it is that you guys are doing this for your body, uh, as opposed to you know, just going to a gym by yourself, right? Where we would maybe do a couple of machines, sit down, text in between sets, um, and it's unintentional. We don't know what fiber type we're working. We don't know what component of fitness we're trying to work. So there's really no end goal. Do you guys understand that? There's really no end goal when you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, right? And how many people have gone to the gym or done a workout at home and not really known what muscles you're working or what, why you're doing it? Or this exercise is crazy. Why are we doing it, right? How many people have been there? Yeah. You've done crazy workouts. There's some really weird workouts out there that sound trendy and sound cool and we all try, but we don't know why we're doing them. So we don't stick to it, right? If you don't understand why we're doing something, we can't stick to it, okay? And that's really, really a key factor. Again, 
This is just another way to measure progress, right? So now that you know that you need to have all these tools and you know that you need to have all these different areas to measure motivation from and progress from, okay? Now you can view, instead of on a surface level saying, I felt stronger in this workout, now you can tangibly measure your progress with the components of fitness, okay? So if your goal is to improve your endurance, you now know how to do that with that rep range and, and the, the cardiovascular burning, right? And now you can focus on that because you know that's what you're supposed to be doing at that moment, not just go through the motions and zone out mentally. You now know what you're supposed to be doing for every exercise in the moment if you want specific results. Is that clear? So now you can work out with intention. You're not gonna be floating through your workout wondering, oh my God, why did they make us do this? Oh my God, none of that. We're super clear. Any questions on that so far? Colleen says she thought she knew what she was doing, but was wrong or misinformed. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, unfortunately, guys, and maybe you guys have experienced this, unfortunately, um, the fitness industry isn't very well regulated, okay? Um, you don't necessarily need to go to school or even have a certification to become a personal trainer. Did you guys know that? It's, it's quite unfortunate. Um, so most of the time, the people who maybe you've, you've watched or listened to or actually been trained by only have a certification, if they have one, uh, they haven't been to school for it. Nothing wrong with that, but here's the thing. Um, I expect progress from you guys. I expect you to make yourself uncomfortable. I expect you, so, you guys to grow every day, just by 1% every day, and it compounds and it compounds. Um, and just getting a certificate isn't good enough in my eyes, right? I've been to two, I've been in a certificate program, a diploma program, I've had five different certifications, uh, and it's just constant knowledge, constant knowledge. And I want you guys to know that. So I want you to question where you're getting your knowledge from. Does anybody have any questions or any beliefs or any myths that I've broken? Does anybody think something and they thought it was right because they heard it all the time, but now they know it's not true, okay? So what have you heard in the past? What is the industry, the health and fitness industry fed you that you thought was true, but you now know is not? Take a second, I wanna see some answers. Yes, that was what I was looking for, Krista. Carbs are bad, who's heard that one? Everybody, that's so mainstream right now because keto's hot, right? The keto diet's hot. Yes, carbs are bad. Don't eat late at night. These are awesome, guys. This is exactly what I'm talking about. These are all myths. I thought cardio was the only way to lose weight. Yes, I should have a heavy breakfast. Cardio, yeah, more cardio. Intermittent fasting, I love it. So these are all myths, okay? They're all myths. And you know why? Because they sound interesting and they get your attention and we are so desperate for results, we believe them. We kind of hook on to anything we see. If it's new, we're like, well, I've already tried everything that's been, been put out, so now I'm gonna try this new thing and I'm gonna hook on that and hope that saves me. Who's been there? Who's been there? Yeah, absolutely. So let me address all of these, I love this. So carbs are bad. First of all, this is what I wanna say, I will never knock the keto diet. Um, it has some health benefits for people with seizures uh, and IBS. It's actually been proven to be more beneficial for them. Um, but as far as long-term goes, I really love pizza. I love ice cream. I love watermelon in the summer. I don't want to live in a world where I can't have my carbs, okay? And the human body is actually made. We have different energy systems. And our main source of energy as humans is glucose. And that's only found in carbohydrates. So if we stop eating carbohydrates, our body was built to use that as our main energy source. So why are we going against what our, our body was literally built for, right? So carbs are not bad. There's a difference between healthy carbs and unhealthy carbs, right? You have your healthy carbs like vegetables, fruit, uh, grains, like Ezekiel bread, rice, lentils. Those are healthy carbs. And you have unhealthy carbs like pizza, pizza, pasta, ice cream, all that's unhealthy carbs. But neither of them are going to cause you to gain weight. Okay, it's not because you eat a certain food that you're gaining weight, okay? The problem is the amount of foods you're eating, okay? It doesn't matter if you have a thousand calories of broccoli or a thousand calories of ice cream. 
the body sees the calorie as the same thing and you've just put on a thousand calories. You just put a thousand calories in your body. So there's a little trick too, um, a little myth busting there. So carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are the most important source of energy for our bodies, okay? So don't, uh, don't be afraid of carbs. A lot of women, and I used to be like this too, before I, I, I started to educate myself and went to school, I thought carbs were bad. I'd avoid all carbs, right? Because I thought the second I ate it, I would be fat. I thought that was what was making me fat, when really it was just I was eating too much of everything, not just carbs, too much of everything, okay? Um, cardio, yes. So cardio has its place, but it cannot be the only thing that you're doing, okay? It cannot be the only thing that you ladies are doing. We need to, my goal for every client that enters our programs is to speed up your metabolism. Why? Because speeding up your metabolism makes you burn fat and it's gonna make putting on muscle easier. And that's the, the perfect combination when you become a fat burning machine and a muscle building machine. And then life becomes easy, maintaining your weight becomes easy and you get to eat a lot more food without changing your weight, which is nice. So it's my goal to help you build your metabolism up. A lot of the times when you overdo it on the cardio, that does the exact opposite thing. It's going to slow your, uh, your metabolism down, unfortunately. Um, what else? The so late night. So the late night eating, okay? Late night eating. Your body doesn't know what time you're putting energy into your body. It doesn't know what time. So calories equals energy. It doesn't know what time you're putting the calories in. It just knows that, oh, I've added extra energy. Am I going to use it or not? Right, so that's why we take away in this in, in the Kickstart program, we take away the carb at nighttime because you're not using that energy. It's nighttime, okay? Usually we're going to sleep soon or whatever we're doing, we're winding down. We're just not using excess energy. It's not that eating it at that time would make you gain weight. It's does my body need this energy right now? No. So it's a matter of energy, okay? Um, you should wait 12 hours before you eat. Yeah, so Nellie's talking about intermittent fasting. Has anybody heard about intermittent fasting? A couple people, yeah. Has anybody tried it? Yeah, yeah. So intermittent fasting, um, it's so funny. This is, it's not really like a thing. It's just something people have always done. It's funny. I intermittent fast every day, but I don't call it intermittent fasting. That's just my schedule. That's just my schedule. I stop eating usually at like 5 o'clock, and I don't have my first meal till... 10 or 11. So I have a lot of fast fasting hours and I intermittent fasted, but really that's just what fits my schedule. So it's not like intermittent fasting um, and having that huge break makes you burn more fat in that break. It's not. It's just you've gone longer without eating, so you have a shorter window to fit your calories in. That's the trick. That's all it is. So it's just, it's just a, a trendy word they use to get you on a, again, another diet. What else? Carb cycling. Ooh, Mackie, you are getting uh, into it. Okay. So this is, if you guys really want me to go into this, this is the, this is the cycle every woman should go through. Okay. Phase number one is weight loss. Well, fat loss. So phase number one is fat loss. We have to get rid of all the excess body fat on you so we can see what we're working with underneath. That's phase one. Okay. You got to be in a calorie deficit. So more, you have to burn more calories than you're taking in to burn fat and see what you're working with. That's phase one, okay? Phase two is the really fun part, guys. Phase two is the fun part, but here's the thing. No one ever makes it to phase two. We keep going back and forth to phase one. We keep losing weight, gaining it, losing weight, gaining it, or we plateau, right? Amen, amen, yes. So phase two is the fun part. Phase two is usually, when you do what's called a reverse diet. Has anybody heard that word before? Reverse diet. Couple yeses, couple noes. Has anybody tried a reverse diet before? No, 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 okay. So this is basically what a reverse diet is. So phase one is fat loss. Phase two is muscle building phase, maximal muscle building. And if you want maximal muscle building, you have to be in a calorie surplus. So that means you have to eat more then you're burning. That's how you build muscle fast, okay? So yes, you're gonna, excuse me, yes, you're gonna burn a little bit of, or you're going to build a little bit of muscle in phase one, for sure, but phase two is the biggest one because, as you ladies know, the more muscle we have, the higher our metabolism is, yes? Right, because a bigger muscle needs more calories to survive, okay? So, um, now, 
This is the cool part. So let's say right now, ladies, let's say you burn about 1500 calories a day. Let's say that's what you burn just by living life, walking up and down some stairs, sitting at a desk and typing, digesting food. That's what your body burns in a day, 1500 calories, okay? Now, that means you need to eat 1500 calories every day to maintain your weight, okay? Because what you've put in equals what you've burned. Okay. Now, if you want to lose weight, you need to have less than 1500 calories. And that's what happens in phase one. We have to go lower than your maintenance calories to burn fat, period. That's the only way you can ever lose weight. Okay. Now, phase two is the muscle building phase. And the whole point of the muscle building phase is to, like I said, build the muscles so that your metabolism increases, so that you're resting, um, so that your caloric expenditure, your daily caloric expenditure, goes up. So after that reverse diet, which you used to be at 1500 calories, now you could have gone up to 2000 calories. So now you burn 2000 calories in a day just living. Does that make sense? Are you following me? It's basic math. And that's why it's so exciting. Because once you finish that reverse dieting, your metabolism is higher, you burn more calories in a day, so you can eat more calories in a day. So you don't have to eat like a rabbit and eat like you're on a weight loss phase forever, okay? Because we get to eat more food. Um, when we do fall off our plan, it's not as severe because that caloric um, expenditure is higher. It's more forgiving if we cheat, right? Um, but that's the goal. And then after the reverse diet, you go into like kind of like a phase three where you do a mini cut, a little bit of a weight loss phase, to just burn a little bit of the extra fat you've put on during your phase two and reveal all the muscles that you've built in phase two. Does that make sense? Has anybody heard of that before? Is this new? Is this new information? Are you guys excited to make it all the way through these phases? You're like, yes, I get to eat more. You definitely get to eat more, okay? So that's kind of how we do everything, okay? So our first phase is burning as much fat as possible because we need because you don't wanna go into a reverse diet with fat on your body already, because in a reverse diet, you do add a little bit of weight, okay? So you don't wanna add an unhealthy amount, right? So you burn fat, build muscle, burn a little bit of fat, and then boom, that's your body, and you've kind of created what you want, okay? Um, what if we still have fat to burn in phase two? So yeah, so Minahill, yes, you'll still have fat to burn in phase two. That's normal, okay? Um, fat loss is not meant to be super, super, super fast. Uh, it's not sustainable if it's super, super fast. It can be fast. Like you guys are all seeing big numbers drop, which is exciting uh, and, and healthy and normal. Um, but phase two, you will still have some um, fat loss to do. That's normal. Um, but we've upped your calories a little bit. So now you are starting to build more muscle and speeding up your metabolism. Okay. So you're on the right path there. Um, so I want expected to work out more to burn more calories and gain weight during reverse diet. Andrew, what are you trying to say there? Oh, are you expected to work out more? Cool, good question, Andrew. So when you're in a reverse diet, guys, not that you're in there yet, and I don't want you to focus on this too much because we're still in the, the fat burning, um, but in a reverse diet, it's more, it's usually less cardio. You're not really burning, it's not, uh, you don't really want to burn as many calories because the more calories you burn, the, um, the, the less uh, of a surplus you're in and you need to be in a surplus of calories to feed your muscles for them to grow properly, okay? It's actually the opposite of what you think. It's really cool, guys, and no one ever tells you this, right? The fitness industry is all about lose weight fast, lose weight quick, try this new trend. So you guys never get to hear this stuff. You guys never get to know the science behind it and actually um, understand the steps that, people, that, we, that we are taking you through, okay? Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm doing myself a disservice going for 20-minute runs. So Ashley says she's going for 20-minute runs every day. 20 minutes is fine, Ashley. Don't worry about that. I'm talking about if you do uh, like one to two hours of, of running every day, that would combat your muscle building. It wouldn't be crazy bad, but it would, it would make your muscle gaining a lot slower. Okay, but, um, but like 20 to 45 minutes of cardio a day, any cardio you want, is fine. Okay, but do it because you want to, do it because it makes you feel good. Don't do it because you're trying to lose extra weight and don't do it because you're punishing yourself for cheating or anything like that, okay? Cardio is meant to make you feel good and increase your heart health, okay? So if it's not coming from a healthy place, a healthy mindset, we shouldn't be doing it, okay? 
If I'm not hungry, can I just skip the meal? So eat all your food, eat all your food. We're trying to speed up your metabolism, okay? And we do that by feeding your body all the food. Why? Because we need to fuel our body so our muscles are fueled. If we are in too much of a calorie deficit on top of the calorie deficit you're already on, your muscles aren't gonna be fueled and you're not gonna be getting much out of your workouts, okay? Um, how far apart should meals be? So Melissa, meals can be whatever you want, okay? They can be whatever you want. You can start eating whenever you want. You can stop eating whenever you want. Um, it just depends on your schedule, okay? If they have to be close together, do it close together. If you wanna spread them out evenly, go ahead, but whatever is going to be less stressful on you is gonna be the best and most easy way to do it, okay? Because I think we can all agree that we're in this for the long run, yes? We're not looking for quick fixes anymore. We're over that. No one's looking for a quick fix, right? I wanna say all the heads go like this. Uh-uh, maybe even a snap. Are you gonna snap? Nuh-uh. So no one's looking for a quick fix anymore, okay? Because it, it doesn't exist, it doesn't last. You guys are all here because you were frustrated and you needed guidance to kickstart your health, okay? There's no more quick fixes, we're in this for the long haul. Um, so you have to start looking at it like that, okay? Uh, in the academy group today, I, I posted something uh, for the ladies and basically it was just about enjoying your journey, enjoying your journey and getting excited when you fail. Like, like when someone fails, I'm like, congratulations, you have an opportunity to grow. Are you gonna come out better on the other side? Or are you gonna play the victim and fall back? So failures are a good thing because failures shape who we are, right? If we were perfect, we'd never learn anything. And if we never failed, we'd never learn anything. That means we're staying in our comfort zone and we're not changing. Um, so it's really important to fail and it's really important to embrace the journey that you guys are on. Embrace all this knowledge I'm giving to you. I hope that I'm kind of, uh, and I hope that this whole, uh, all the coaches, um, open up your mind to what health can be, to what fitness can be, and to what your body can really achieve. Because you're only at a very small percentage of what your body can achieve. And it's really exciting to, to start to understand um, why you do what you do. My favorite course in, in college was physiology um, because I, anatomy was great. Like learning the muscles was great, but physiology, learning how it all works, that's exciting. Is anybody else like that? Does anybody else need to understand why we're doing something in order to 100% commit? Yeah, most people are like that, right? We're not sheep. We're not just following to follow. We want to know why we're doing what we're doing. So that's what we do. Can we still lose weight even with the surplus in our diet um, because we're increasing our metabolism? Yes, so Mackie, yes, you can still lose weight while increasing your metabolism, okay? Especially if you have an athletic background and good muscle memory and you find that your muscles are loving it and um, reacting very quickly. It's very possible. Um, right now though, guys, usually phase one and phase two, you are going to be losing the majority of your weight um, and it's going to show up on the scale. So you should not have a plateau scale, like a, a scale number not change for quite a while, okay? Just so you guys know, if the scale has not changed 99.99% of the time, that means you ate too much food, okay? Anybody who tells you any differently, any trainer who tells you differently, okay, it means that they don't know how to get you results and they're stumped, okay? When they say, oh, it's just, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. Yes, but that doesn't show up on the scale for a, for a couple months. So they're just saying that because they don't know why you stalled and they don't know how to fix it, okay? It's food. If you comment on Sunday, my weight didn't move, I don't know why. Check your food. Make a food log, okay? There's no reason right now the scale should not be continually going down, whether that's by 0.1 or 10 pounds a week. It should be going down, okay? The lower body fat percentage you get, the slower it's going to drop, okay? So we have some ladies who are in phase two who are dropping you know, half a pound a week now. That is normal, okay? That is a good thing, okay? That means it's time to reverse diet soon. But um, yes, and they know you are cheating and they don't wanna make you feel bad. Yeah, so here's the thing, guys. One thing you can always expect from us coaches is we're gonna be honest. Okay, and people who've been with us for a while, you guys know this, okay? We don't, we don't fucking deal with your excuses. I'm not here to, to coddle you and make you feel, oh, oh, you didn't lose weight, oh, I'm so sorry. No, if you're here, it's because you wanna lose weight, so I'm gonna tell you how to do it. If you wanna feel good, go somewhere else. 
We're here to get your results, okay? So usually, guys, straight up, it means you're eating too much if the scale's not moving. Period. Period. It's not menopause. It's not your thyroid issue. It's not your medication. So you're eating too much, okay? Uh, and that's straight up, okay? Does the duration of phase one vary from person to person? Andrew, yes, it does. Good question. So phase one, um, phase one varies very much so. It uh, depends on how much fat you have to lose, how much damage you've done to your metabolism over the years, like have you yo-yo dieted a lot? Um, if you've done that or over-exercised, your metabolism has shut down. Mine was very, very low for a long time, guys. I remember, um, like my dieting history, I started dieting when I was like 12 years old. I remember having doing my first diet at 12 years old because I wanted to have a flat tummy like Britney Spears. So I started very young. I damaged my metabolism over the years. Uh, I was a very all or nothing kind of girl. Like when I was on, I was 110% committed. And when I was off, I was off eating like 8,000 calories a day, just engorging in food. Uh, and peanut butter is my weakness. So just like scooping the peanut butter out. So, you know, that on and off extremeness, you can expect to have some damage to your metabolism, but it's not unrepairable guys. Uh, and it can speed up quite, quite quickly. Okay. But yes, everybody's timeline is different. Okay. We've built our programs based on a baseline and then we adjust as we go. Okay. Um, so there's lots of different options to personalize it in that way based on your progress. Okay. Seema says she started when she was 15 years. Yep. Of yo-yoing. Has anybody else started in their teens? Did anybody start a diet in their teens? How common is that? Teens? What about twenties? Anybody try to diet in their twenties? Yeah, 30s, 30s, yeah, okay. So it's been a while, it's been at least 10 years for most of you, been at least 10 years you've been stuck in this dieting cycle, that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, what about snacking with small portions of meals every two hours to help speed up your metabolism? Good question, Martha. This is something, this is actually funny that you bring this up. So Martha's asking, um, does like having smaller meals spread out evenly throughout the day speed up your metabolism faster than one or two big meals throughout the day? The short answer to that is it doesn't, it literally makes not, it doesn't make a difference. Numbers are numbers. Calories are calories. Timing doesn't mean anything, right? If your resting metabolism is 1500 calories, if you have 15 calories throughout the day, or if you have 15 calories at one meal, it doesn't make a difference. But here's where it matters, okay? Is that sustainable having one large meal? No. Does that fit into everybody's schedule? No. Are we able to prep all of our food for that one time? No. Are we going to crave late at night, but not be able to eat anything because we've already done it and be more likely to binge? Yes. So um, weight loss wise doesn't make a difference. Health wise, it makes a difference. Okay. Building healthy habits, having a healthy mindset, fueling our body properly. So we are, uh, have sustained energy through the day. So we have energy available for our workouts. That's why we portion and we spread meals out a little bit. Okay. But weight loss wise, it doesn't. That's a myth. Um, we are going to gain weight. Nope. No one's gaining weight in any of our phases. Don't worry. Nobody's on phase. No one's on the reverse diet yet. Okay. No one's in your reverse diet yet on this call. We have other programs that they're reverse dieting. You ladies are not reverse dieting just yet. Okay. We're still fat burning. Don't worry. Um, can variations in results be a result of different starting points? Um, yes and no, Angela. Good question. So people get this all the time, right? We compare ourselves. We're in a world of like crazy comparisons. Who follows fitness people on Instagram or Facebook? Who follows them? Whenever you open up your social media page, do you always see a post from them? Something's always popped up. My suggestion, ladies. If you follow these people, unfollow them immediately. Unfollow them immediately. Because all they do is make you compare, make you guilty for not being there, and make you wonder why they did it in such a short amount of time uh, and why, why your timeline isn't the same. Seriously. I did this. This was when I, so I was, I, 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 in the first year of my business, I gained over 50 pounds. And through that year, I was like following fitness people, trying to figure out like what I could do, what are they doing, how do they look so good? Uh, and then I just, one day, it was like, I was like three hours deep in social media. Did anybody else get lost in social media before? I was like three hours deep and I was like, this is ridiculous. That moment, I unfollowed every single fitness woman that I was following. 
and follow every them. It's not worth your heartache, it's not worth your time, okay? If they are not adding value to your life, if they are not lifting you up, if they're not making you feel good, then you do not need them in your life. Same with friends, same with family. If they are not good influences, unfortunately, you have to limit your exposure to them, okay? I stay away from a lot of family members. I've limited my access to a lot of friends because I know where I wanna go in life and I know that those people will hold me back. Can we agree on that? Does anybody have family members that hold them back? Family members that pull them back? That, you know, they're like, oh, have one bite, have a drink. Oh, you look fine the way that you are, right? It's dangerous, it's dangerous. They make you feel good, but they're not pushing you for growth, right? So pay attention to that, guys. Um, you know, you are where you are right now because of you. Nobody else, no matter how you got here, no matter the circumstances, no matter what happened, you are in control of your own life. So the first step is to own up that you got yourself here. Everything that you know, everything that you do got you here. So if you wanna be somewhere else and you're not there, that means you cannot get there by yourself because you by yourself gets you exactly to where you are right now. Does that make sense? Is that clear? We can only get ourselves to the level we are currently at when we do it alone, okay? If I'm at level two in life, I can only ever make it to level two alone, right? That makes sense. An Olympic athlete does not train for the Olympics alone. They hire coaches, right? You guys are trying to become athletes of your life. Take advantage, take control of your life. And that's what you're doing and surrounding yourself with people here. I have business coaches I hire. I have relationship coaches. I have fitness coaches. I'm constantly learning. I've, we've, right now, it's over half a million dollars we've invested into coaches and programs and learning and getting mentors and helping us level up so we can help you level up. Okay, but remember, you will only ever take yourself to the level you are at now because that's the only tools you have. You're stuck in your mindset and your habits, and that's got you where you are today. Very important, own where you are, accept it, okay? That's a big freedom in that, big freedom. I go to bed happy at night. I go to bed with no stress on my mind because I know that I am in 100% control of my life. Nothing can happen to me that I would not be able to handle and control and change for the better. I am extremely calm with that thought. I used to have really bad anxiety, really bad social anxiety. Um, I've been through bouts of depression. And until I realized that I was in control of my own destiny, I was victim to those feelings. I've played victim to those feelings. And then the second I accepted and realized that I can take myself wherever I need to be and wherever I want to be, all that anxiety and that stress went away. Seriously. Does anybody suffer from anxiety? Does anybody have bouts of anxiety or, or crazy dips in their mood? Sometimes, yeah. It's pretty intense. But the thought that gets me through those moments is that I can do whatever I want. I can take my life wherever I want, whenever I want. And if I'm unhappy at the end of the day, if I'm sitting in bed, or if I'm crying in the washroom or I'm crying in a change room because something doesn't fit me nice, I'm in control. I have done that to myself and I will do better the next day. I will do better the next second. Does that resonate with anybody? That should be a very calming feeling. You can get anywhere you want in life. You are so in control. Nellie says, since COVID, my, my, my anxiety has been bad, and that's why I gained my weight. So Nellie, are you blaming your weight gain on being anxious? That sounds like an excuse, right? So that's what you need to think about, guys. You need to think about that stuff. You need to think about where they're coming from, where your thoughts are coming from. You need to question your own thoughts because media, family members, everything has built you up, right? Nature versus nurture. Everything that's nurtured you has shaped the way you see the world. Your experiences, your exposure to certain things, they form the way that you, you process thoughts and you act and you react. So sometimes we need to actually question what we never question. 
You have to question the unquestioned. We're so quick to judge and question everything around us except that which we never question. Why do we react this way? Why do I act that way? Why do I feel like this? Why did I do that? Those are all really important questions if you guys wanna level up. Knowing why you are the way that you are and breaking the beliefs that you built around that. Okay, for so long, I always, I fell, I was a prisoner to the word introvert. I was a prisoner to the word introvert. My whole life I was told I'm an introvert, I was shy, uh, I was quiet, and I believed it. Everybody told me, everybody told me, my family, my friends, uh, and so I kept being those things. And then one day, I realized that I didn't like being quiet. I didn't like not being able to hold a conversation with anybody. So what I did was I just practiced having conversations with people. And then I realized that I was being held prisoner to the word introvert for so long that I believed it and that I never questioned it. I thought being an introvert was my identity. I thought it was part of who I am and who I'll always be. But do I sound like someone who's introverted now? No. You have to have people in your life that will check you like that. You all have beliefs like that. You guys have all these imposed beliefs that you don't even know are there yet that have gotten you to where you are. And where you are is not where you want to be. So those beliefs have to change, right? Yeah, Mackie says, I don't seem like an introvert, right? Uh, and it just took a lot of work. It just took a lot of work. That's all. It took, number one, I had to recognize that I had a limiting belief. And then number two, I had to have an action plan to change it because I knew I wanted to change it and I knew I wanted to get somewhere. I knew I wanted to influence people. I knew I wanted to help women and I couldn't do that without a voice. And I find so often women don't have a voice. So often we're too timid. We're too shy. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to reject anybody. We don't want to say no. We want to be the healers. We want to be the helpers. We want to be the nurturers, the mothers, the caretakers. We want to be liked, but often the people who we want to please the most ladies are the ones that we need to, to really ask if they should be in our lives. Why do you feel the need to please everybody? Does anybody feel that way? Who feels like we need to please people or take care of people or don't, or, or, or don't want to be judged by someone? Those are often the people that the people that bring forth those feelings in us are usually the people that aren't great influencers. And you really need to ask yourself, do should they be in my life? Should they be in my life? That's a very hard question, right? Um, one of my favorite things to tell you, ladies, is that uh, there's no there's no like magic pill to build willpower. Okay, willpower just doesn't happen. And willpower and motivation aren't really things. They're just words we throw around. Um, and the only difference between you and me is that I don't put myself in situations where I need a crazy amount of willpower. So that means I've restructured my life, I've restructured my circle, I've restructured my environment so that I am more likely to be successful. Okay, if you have junk food in your house, if you have people who constantly want to go out for drinks all the time, if, you have an if you've created and let your environment foster these bad habits, you need to audit your environment. And if you don't, you're going to stay the same because it's your environment and your habits that have brought you to where you are. Does that make sense? We follow me? Good. Took a lot of effort to change my mindset, Andrew said. Absolutely. And guess what, guys? The effort never ends. If, we, if you keep rushing to an end point, you'll never get there. Okay? There literally is no destination. Because when you hit what you think you want to hit, you're going to be unhappy and you're going to want to go for more. There is no destination. Health is a forever game. You do it for as long as you live because it's going to make you happy. It's going to make you live the best life you could. 
So it's a forever game. So stop rushing to a number on the scale. Stop rushing to a certain pant size. Stop rushing to get ready for a vacation. Enjoy what you're learning. Enjoy who you get to spend all of this time with, all these amazing fit queens. Enjoy your mindset shifts. Enjoy learning from your failures. Enjoy all the beautiful habits you're starting to build. Enjoy that, accept that, be present, stop rushing somewhere, and then you'll actually be content. We don't live in the present. We're like, when I get here, if only I could get here. And then we never get there. And we're always grasping for something that's never there. The journey is the fun part. The journey is where you change, where your life changes, where you get to be a leader in, in your family's life, in your friend's life, and influence people, and inspire people, and inspire yourself. So there is no destination, okay? Stop rushing somewhere. We all have goals, and those are important because they keep pushing us forward, okay? But I want you guys to know, once you reach your goal, you should have another goal ready. Because the more you learn, the more you grow, the more you get addicted to growing. And then you want to reach another level. When you reach 100, guess what? There's still level 101 over that. It never ends. There's no cap. You're never going to be the strongest in the world. You're never going to be the healthiest in the world. You're never going to be the happiest in the world. But knowing that you're working on it every day, knowing that you've progressed so much and knowing that you're enjoying your journey is all that it's about. All that it's about. I sleep sound at night because I know that I'm in charge. I know that I'm doing my best every day. Whether or not I slip up, I'm still trying. And I know that one day I'm gonna be able to die completely happy, unafraid, completely satisfied, no regrets. And that's the greatest gift that you can give anybody. And it's the greatest gift you can give yourself. No regrets, complete happiness, and contentment with who you are and what you've accomplished and what you know you're capable of. Don't sell yourself short. Ladies, you are strong. You've been through some shit. You've been through some hard times. And there's more hard times to come. But you are worth it. Okay, and I will continuously tell you that, the coaches will continuously tell you that, but it will mean nothing unless you prove to yourself that you're worth it. And how do you do that? You have to prove to yourself that you can stick to something, you have to prove to yourself that you're seeing results, and you have to prove to yourself that you're going to always keep going, regardless of how many failures get in the way. You have to keep going. Because what determines your success, ladies, is how many times you're gonna eat shit and get back up. How many times can you eat shit and get back up? Forever? Because that's what it is. Are you strong enough to pick yourself up 500 times, 1,000 times, 5,000 times? Are you strong enough only time will tell, ladies. I'm going to keep picking myself back up. I know I'm not perfect. I still have goals, and I still work towards them. I will eat shit the rest of my life. But you know what? You know what I've realized, and you know what I've transformed my mind into? I live for that. I live for being uncomfortable. I live for being anxious, because that means I'm doing something that I'm not used to. That means I'm, I'm growing. I'm exposing myself to growth. And that is exciting. And that is what makes me happy. My happiness is directly related to how much I grow. If I stop making an effort to grow, I notice that I fall back into anxiety and depression. 100%. 100%. So, ladies, I will leave you with that, okay? Lots of powerful stuff. What I suggest you do, okay? I'm going to post this in the Facebook group. Please rewatch it whenever you can really absorb all of this more, okay? I don't waste my breath. I say important stuff. I get to the point, okay? All you need to be healthy, to burn fat, to live a happy life is here. 
I've given you all the tools that you will ever need, period. So are you going to keep them? Are you going to stick with them? That is up to you. Okay, and I want you to understand the gravity of that. Because again, this is a world of instant gratification, right? Giving into that piece of cake on the weekend, that was because you were instantly gratified. Instead of holding out on that piece of cake for a month, dropping 10 pounds and starting to see your abs, that takes longer. That's not instant gratification. The real success, the real treasure, the real accomplishment is on the other side of pain. Are you facing pain or are you avoiding pain? Ask yourself that. Because I still avoid pain in my life. I'm guilty of it, it's a bad habit. But I, I'm able to recognize it. I have a partner, Ryan, who calls me out on it. And then I jump right back into the pain. You get to a point where it's actually fun. It's actually fun being wrong. It's fun noticing your flaws and it's fun growing. It's not easy, but you start to really enjoy it and you really start to believe in yourself because you know that you can take crap from all directions. You can get criticized by strangers, by your family, by your friends, by your significant other. You can get criticized by everybody and be okay and not get defensive and not get judgmental. You can accept it and reflect and say, do they have a point? If they do, I change. If they don't, I'm assured in myself that I don't matter what, it doesn't matter what they say. And that's where we're trying to get all you, all, get you to, get your mindset to, okay? 